Hey everyone, it's been a long hiatus and we are back. Welcome to the show. I've got my friend Brendan K. Jones, my new friend Brendan K. Jones with me here. And we're going to uh, make a podcast. you want to play the theme? All right, let's do All it. Right. All right. <clears throat> oh. Ron Benway likes to talk. Ron Benway likes to walk. Ron Benway talks to friends and strangers. Yeah, it's been months since I've heard that song. It's my favorite song. All right. Uh, welcome, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Do you want to explain where you're sitting right now? Uh, yeah, I'm sitting in the passenger seat of a car, of my roommate's car, because my car is uh, maybe out of commission. So. And, and I uh, sterilized the microphone and handed it in to you through the window. Yeah. And I'm sitting outside the car. Six feet away from you? Six feet away. And roughly. you have a mask. Yeah, I, I feel about like six an asshole because I forgot my mask. <laughs> I got a mask, but I'm, I took it off to interview because we're six feet away right. and I think we're good. I don't think we're spitting distance right now. No. <laughs> <clears throat> so thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. You are a Las Vegas musician. We're in Las Vegas, Nevada right now. Yeah. It's nine o'clock at night because that's the only time you can sit in a car without the air conditioning <laughs> on. It's nice out tonight, too. It's, it's beautiful. This is be- we got a, an 80 spell for a couple of days yeah. here. Um, you're from here originally? Yeah, born and raised. Born in Vegas. Yeah. Me too. What part of town? Uh, I grew up mostly. I was born on the east side. Okay. Sunrise Mountain. That's just the first few, the first few years of life that I don't remember that much of. But uh, most mostly <laughs> raised for on. Most of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly raised in like Northwest. <clears throat> okay. So um, you know, I went to Cheyenne High School. I know a lot of people are familiar with, with that place. <laughs> right, right, right. So. Um, playing music in Las Vegas. You enjoy it? I mean, it's what you know, I guess. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, and I kind of came to playing, playing out, playing live kind of late and stuff, but uh, it's been really good, you know. It seems been good to me, and, you know, fortunately I have a couple of venues that always always let me, uh, you know, grace their stage and do my thing. Right, 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 right. So. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, why don't you play us a song that you wrote? All right. How let about me that? do, uh, let me get in a, let me see what kind of position I can get in here. I'm not used to playing in the. I know, right? The passenger seat of a car. All right. In fact, <laughs> you're a real trooper for doing this with me. Yeah. No, this is cool. <laughs> this is the first first uh, <laughs> pandemic uh, thank, podcast I've done. Thank you for the the light. That's good. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So uh, this is a song off the first album I put out. Uh, that album's called "Last Night I Dreamed I Disappeared Forever," and uh, you can find that on themidnightdisease.bandcamp.com. This is a song called. Uh, uh, my physical presence is just a former version of myself, song for certain death. Think of this in purely mathematical terms. Think of this as absolute regret. And consider everything we did as kids some form of self-harm. Look at this as failing God's test. I sat beside myself in a mirror. A certain sign that my own undoing was coming nearer. And I tried to warn you, but you never listened to me. You had my back to the wall. Right from the start you were setting me, setting me, you were setting me up to fall. 
Consider my presence a shadow watching over you An arm wrapped tightly around your neck I lure here to kill or protect It's hard to tell where you and I disconnect I sat beside myself in a mirror A certain sign that my own undoing was coming nearer And you tried to warn me But I was too stubborn to believe You had my back to the wall Right from the start you were setting me Setting me, you were setting me up to fall There is pain at the end of this tunnel There is pain in the light There is pain at the end of this tunnel Awesome. Thank you. Get my mic back on here. <laughs> Clearly, you're better at this than I am, this interview process, because you gave the name of your band, and I forgot to give the name <laughs> of your band before you started. So your band is, you play under the name The Midnight Disease. Yes. And you have a band camp, and you have a bunch of records on there and stuff like that. Yeah, a couple records, EP, and now I'm on uh, I'm on Spotify and all the, oh, okay. the streaming, the Apple Music and all, all the that streaming. Stuff where you don't make any money. Right. <laughs> but where people will hear it, I guess. People will hear it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have a friend who who likes to he'll make um, he'll make Spotify playlists and put some of his favorite stuff and then sneak his own music in the middle of it yeah and then pitch it to his friends like or his fans like here's a, here's a playlist I made and drop some of his own shit in the middle so yeah it helps it get played out it helps it get more plays and stuff like that yeah I was yeah. thinking about doing that it's actually like in the Spotify for artists thing that's right. like something they recommend and oh okay. I've actually seen bands I like like you know. Um, like established bands do that, you know, curate playlists for the the season, the summertime playlists, and then yeah. sneak their new shit in there. <laughs> so. I'm a big fan of curating in general, like just yeah. making sure everybody knows what I like and knows what's out there and stuff. Yeah, as am I. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I looked it up. Uh, the Midnight Disease. Um, it's it, a, 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 a few people say it's like a, a the opposite of writer's block or. A, Yes. Like a drive to write. Is that the, your intention? Yeah. So do you write a lot? Are I do, you very pro- prolific, as they say? <laughs> I do write a lot. Okay. I, I took it from, uh, so there's like a, uh, I guess there's a well-known book now about a, a woman who has this thing called hypographia. Okay. Which is uh, well, an actual compulsion to like physically write, you know. Uh, but I read the book, uh, the novel Wonder Boys by Michael Chabon. And in it, the narrator, who's a professor and a novelist, he can't, 
I guess he has writer's block to a degree because he can't finish his novel. He's thousands and thousands of pages. He just can't find an ending, you know. So his file cabinet's full of these pages. And he refers to what artists have as the midnight disease. It's this weird little anxiety that keeps you up at night, you know, and that's why you're compelled to be creative and do stuff. At night's better. Yeah. You write better at night than you do in the daytime? Yeah, I do. I do. I've always been a night owl. And then when I started this particular project, uh, it was like a tough time. For me, I moved back in with my my mom. She was living in California at the time, okay. so I went out there to get away from doing doing uh, drugs. You know, not that I'm against drugs, but <laughs> got, got too got, many or too many. Yeah, I got into the too stuff. much of anything. Fuck you. Up. There's a couple that you shouldn't do, basically. Right. <laughs> and I right. was getting into those, and uh, so I went out there to take a break. And I mean, it kind of sucked because I didn't have any friends, and you know, I mean, I was riddled with anxiety from all that, and I. Didn't really have a lot of privacy, but at night I could like sneak into the garage and like play guitar quietly. And mm. I just started recording stuff on a little tape player because I love the Mountain Goats is my favorite band. So awesome. I, I had that in my head. Right, right. So I just started making tapes, and then uh, that was when I read Wonder Boys during that period, and uh, the name stuck. I liked it. It's perfect. It's been with me ever since. Yeah, when when I yeah when I when I looked when I kind of researched the name before the interview, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like <laughs> this is awesome. I also love the term. What does he call it? A lo-fi sadcore. Yeah. I'm all about lo-fi sadcore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadcore. I was actually explaining it to my roommate today. I was playing him I Hate Myself, and that band was like the first time I'd ever I'd ever uh, seen the term sadcore when I was in high school, and I just always thought it was funny. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you say the Mountain Goats, I'm, I'm totally, I totally connect with that, yeah. Yeah. I t- got their tapes early. They were part of the reason, it's Shrimper, they were on Shrimper originally. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason when I was here in Vegas, I had a tape label. Because it just seems so easy and so just like, I, I don't know, you know, like you, you press you press a thousand records or ten thousand records or CDs or whatever and you're like, okay, I got to sell all these now. But with a tape, you just make a tape, you sell one, you make another tape, yeah. you make ten, you sell ten, you make <laughs> ten more kind of thing. So it always, to me, like the lo-fi recording is something that you just do for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you go in and you spend a lot of money on making a recording and making it good and making it polished and trying to sell it to people and it it, it sways with what you think is going to sell whereas when you're just picking up your guitar and recording it however you can record it, it it makes you a little freer a little more open to just be what you need to be at that moment yeah no, I totally agree that, that was the thing like the kind of raw, the rawness or you know I wanted that to go back to anxiety that was the main theme too when I started all the songs were about some kind of like you know some kind of anxiety some overlying anxiety I just felt like there was this weird I don't know like psychic trauma we're all suffering from oh sure like just yeah, on, yeah, yeah. like an existential level just from being a here collective, you know? yeah. a collective pain that floats through person to person yeah and you can see it in communities you can see you can watch like one guy crap on somebody and then that guy goes and craps on somebody else and and it just spreads God, and then you can either we can either be nice to each other or we can be mean to each other it's gonna spread either way yeah so. oh my god and so uh as i mentioned to you before we start recording my day job is in in grocery i've worked in grocery stores forever and god that is a perfect example of being able to see the just terrible nature of people because it's something so simple that we all have to do yet that is like the place where everyone loves to go to shit on somebody yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. So you're working in a supermarket, like daily kind of thing? Yeah. Right now, it's going to be rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was feeling the brunt of the whole COVID-19 thing at the at exactly. the start, you know. I was like, well, I guess it's good because I know I'm not going to be laid off, but everyone's losing their shit. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. You know. 
at the supermarket. It's going to be interesting to see what this town looks like in a year. Yeah. Like I, I, I hope, I hope it's, I hope it's not as bad as it seems. But uh, you know, you got to cross your fingers. It's a bit stranger because the fact that we rely on outsiders completely for our economy. Yeah. Most of my life has been tourists. Like you know, I live in Seattle. I was born here. I've mm. traveled and toured. I lived in Los. I lived in Venice Beach for a long time. So. I'm really, I, I, I hang in a small town in Pennsylvania from time to time, and I always kind of look around and go like, wait, there's no tourists here. What am I doing here? Like, I, I, don't, I need tourists in my life. I need yeah. constant flow of different people. So, well, thank you for being that. Thank you for being a, a, a frontliner. Oh, you're welcome. If you would, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I noticed you did a Warren Zevon cover. Oh yeah, on one of your earlier records. Yeah, one of my EPs. I kind of forgot about that. Is yeah. he a f- are you you big fan of Zivon? I do. Yeah, I love Warren. He's Zivon. awesome, huh? Yeah. yeah. So that that song, yeah, I did Excitable Boy, and that record was like a that was a big like one of the game changers for me. I remember buying that buying that CD at Record City actually. Oh really? Awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, you just feel like he's so well. He's a songwriter, songwriter. I feel like he's underappreciated in this. Oh sense yeah, that definitely. You bring up Bob Dylan to somebody, and whether they love him or hate him, they know who he is. But Zevon's that guy. It's like, it's like I don't know. I feel like it's always when I'm speaking to another music nerd. Right, right, right. That's the person that knows Zevon. He, (laughs) he, he was the first one to tell. Like he loved to proclaim that he was the king of the cutout bin. Yeah, yeah. He's like, none of my records sell, and I like it that way, kind of thing. I know Jackson Brown and Linda Ronstadt. None of my records sell, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, um, hopefully in an upcoming episode, we will talk to Jordan Zevon, Warren Zevon's son. Oh, awesome. I had set that up before the, before the COVID-19 came around. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd be um, fucking so, stoked to hear that. Yeah. So hopefully in a, few, in a few weeks or months, we'll, we'll have a, you'll be right next to a Jordan Zevon interview. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, why don't you play us another song? Oh, okay. So um, I was thinking I'll do one. I am, about, I am about to put out a new EP. Oh, cool. So that's going to be on um, Spotify and all the places where I won't make any money. The, um, the EPs are a thing, huh? Yeah. I, I know. It's, it's good to just get it out. Uh, and people don't have much attention anymore. That's true. I, mean, I haven't put on a record in a long time, but I'm just like, EPs. EPs. I read a on. thing about, I think Pitchfork published it about, the way people are putting out records in spurts or doing EPs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for me, it's just kind of a financial thing. Cause sure. Like, I'm one guy. I can't afford to, like, mix and master a whole record at right. one time. So. I was talking to a friend the other day. Like, you, you, you spend all this time recording and mixing and doing all this and getting the recording just right. And then you hand it to a guy to master it. And it, sometimes it's not a guy you know. Mm. And it's, like, the most expensive part of the process. And they'll tell you it's the most important part of the process. And you're like, oh, man, I'm just going to hand my baby over to this guy. And he's going to layer it out you know like yeah. master it it's, it's a tough nut to swallow it costs a lot yeah yeah <laughs> alright uh, so well the EP is going to be called uh, The Loneliness Epidemic or rather An Extermination of Wolves Songs to Consider While Alone <laughs> that's a good title and uh, <laughs> this song is called uh, The Curse Part 2 The Bite awesome <clears throat> and actually I'm going to play it with a a pick that's not something I do a lot <laughs> With a pick? Yeah. I find that I practice without a pick, and then I go out to play, and I use a pick, and I'm always like kind of thrown off. I should pick one yeah. or the other. Actually, no, I'm not, because I can't see, and I have muscle memory for pick, finger picking. <laughs> All right. My friend. 
Americans are dancing on their own They've taken to smoking clothes With middle-aged men in post-divorce goth clothes They leave the floor just to fight But they are sisters, that is how they spend all of the nights The summertime was the perfect time to get high The perfect song was Lose City Lights blood be spilled May our nights be filled With loss and loneliness If we can't move on in owning this Hadn't seen Christine in over one whole year her entrance to the bar was a real resurrection The kids who followed to her car led a real insurrection Secret society and makeshift family the kind of people I never wanted to be The very same you always long to see May our blood be spilled May our nights be filled With loss and loneliness If we can move on in owning this Come home at night, dream of snakes And wake before the first bite Can't count all of the money that I had lost Never knew just how much, how much, how much, how much you would cost May our blood be spilled May our nights be filled With loss and loneliness If we can't move on in owning this I'm sure hoping that my wind guard works on this microphone that we're not hearing too much wind right. from my thing. No, I don't think that I know you're bad. in the car. It'll be fine. But as the wind's blowing by me, I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, that was great.
Thank you. Doing? I yeah, think I'm yeah. doing a lot better than I thought I would be having to play in a car. <laughs> the position I'm sitting in. Right, right. <laughs> I always, whenever I'm in a car with somebody, I always want to have a guitar. I think that's so, like in driving. I love driving around like while playing. Mm -hmm. Like, turn that radio off. Let me just play for you in the passenger <laughs> seat of the car or the back seat of the car. Going through the drive-thru or wherever. I'm into that stuff. <laughs> um, your, um, your Facebook page has a bunch of photo collages. Yes. Looks like you've been working on recently. Yeah. Are those yours? You make those? Yeah, I make collages. Do you use a glue stick or do you use a computer? Uh, glue stick. Glue stick. Yeah, it's hand, still, you cut out cut, and you yeah. use the glue stick? Okay, cool. No, I appreciate it. I see some really detailed stuff that people do digitally. But right. uh, I love the, the uh, you know, I'm all that zines. I've always loved that culture. Yeah. You know, and um, so I've always, like, I, I was into collage a lot when I was younger and did when I was a teenager and kind of stopped for a while. But my uh, my roommate, Chad... Um, whose car I'm sitting in right now. Nice. <laughs> He's a visual Thank artist. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, yeah, Chad, thanks, for the Chad. car. <laughs> He's a visual artist. So when I started living with him, he was, you know, he just, he kind of got me back into all that, and uh, he likes making collages, so. Okay. That's like a thing we've been doing together, and he and I actually have a music project together as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, you play under the Midnight Disease with him, or different? Uh, different. It's different called name. Sounding. Okay. And it's like more uh, industrial, electronic, experimental electronic. stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um... What was I going to ask you? Oh, you make a zine. You help with this Canon zine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's me Yeah, me and Chad and a couple of Chad. friends of ours. Um, occult. Occult. Vegas yeah. occult scene. <laughs> art, art occult scene. Yeah. Um, is that okay? Does that work out? Yeah. People into it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who, okay for who? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay for me. It's, it's okay as fine as it has yeah. to be. Okay. Yeah. So VOAC, Vegas Occult Art Collective. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, we're about to put out our second... Uh, issue of this year is quarterly and uh this year we're doing like Amer american magicians and uh this issue that's about to come out will be dedicated to william s burroughs oh nice so that's who i stole my name from <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody it's a secret <laughs> awesome well that's awesome um oh we talked about mountain goats and we talked about zevon yeah um what other anything else that you're kind of into or have always been what was your first kind of musical crush? Uh, first musical crush? Uh, Culture Club. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask uh, Guilty Pleasure, too, but I guess that's the same thing, right? Yeah. I'm kind of one of those people who doesn't, like, I don't really believe in Guilty Pleasures. Like, uh, I, I, uh, that's great. Yeah, well, that's like, part of your cult, the occult side of you, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just like it. Like, <laughs> it's all just a pleasure, right? Yeah. I'm one of those people where, especially, like, um, like in high school, and this is kind of harder now because I feel there's not really a, a mainstream or this or that. Because right. you can kind of curate whatever you like thanks to the internet and what have you sure but i remember i was like the one like punk one of the punker indie kids me and my best friend were like this where i mean we would listen to the radio and we listened to the the pop songs and the rap songs were popular at the time and i would always be like no this is just a good fucking song like and i would be the, like <laughs> like in you know like You're like no kesha have yeah, you heard kesha like a, an evangelist <laughs> for this like you know this stuff that all my friends were like why the fuck I'm like a little older, like a little older than Frakesha, but I don't know. Right, yeah. Be like, Why the I, fuck just like... I just grabbed a name out of the air. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, no, man, this Cameron song is fucking great. Dude, you gotta listen, like, listen to this. Like, you know. Right. That's actually what got me, like, and that stuff got me obsessed with, like, drum machines and synthesizers, you know, because I would listen to all the rap, the rap music of the other day. Do you kind of listen to everything? Oh, yeah. You're one of those guys? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I can list off, you know, like, singer-songwriters, of course, I'll have my heroes, and then I, you know, I tend to 
you know, I'll tell people like, oh, but I'm really into this like black metal band or I'm into this electronic <laughs> right. thing. Like these are all influences of mine. And people, you know, one of my friends one time, he was like, yeah, I said, I think I told, I think I told him like, you know, like most of the time I'm just listening to either black metal or rap music. <laughs> <laughs> And I write these sad songs. (laughs) Those are big influences on me. And he's like, yeah, dude, I could, you know, I could totally hear that. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? I wish I could fucking play guitar like that. Right, right, right. I know how to do this. I listen to that stuff. It's going to have influence on me somehow. This is just what I know how to do. I'm a total strummer. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, I can't even pick out a thing. I'm, I'm the first thing whenever I play with somebody, I'm like, let me just... I'm a campfire guitarist. That's all you're going to get out of me. I yeah. can't rip a lead. I can hardly do that biddling in the should I say or should I go even. It's oh. like, too, it's like too, that's too much. Yeah, I write like simple, like when I was tracking stuff. Although I'm having fun because I just got an electric guitar again. I didn't have one for a long time. Oh, nice. So, and I'm like hooking up pedals and like, they're all simple leads, but it's so fun to just mess around with texture and sound and tone. Yeah. Like, oh, pretend, pretend I'm a lead guitarist. You know? Pedals are almost like an instrument on their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you really have to have your head around the pedal and know what it does to get up in front of people and do it. Yeah. 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 Did you go to LVA in Vegas? No. Okay. No, Cheyenne High School. Cheyenne. Oh, you said Cheyenne yeah, already. so, yeah. I'm, I'm not paying attention to the interview. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no. If you're asking if I'm, like, a trained musician now, formally trained. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, you leave LVA, you're not really a trained musician usually. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not talking any LVA crap. Uh, yeah. That's the Las Vegas it. Academy for anyone listening outside of Las Vegas. My, yeah, I was going to want to make a joke. My most recent uh, ex- ex-girlfriend, she was an LVA graduate. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very talented singer. Could sing opera. Oh wow! But yeah, crazy. You know, that's pretty impressive. It'd make me make me feel like shit <laughs> <laughs> when I'm up there on stage doing my little little thing. Like, ah, you should be up here. You're the one that knows how to sing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's always awkward. Yeah. It's always awkward when there's too many really great musicians in your audience. I'll just when I will play out and see and have friends show up and be like, oh, this guy, this guy knows I'm playing four chords. <laughs> this guy knows I'm just getting away with playing four chords right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. We all have to be ourselves, right? We do. And exactly. I think, you know, I, I kind of got over that nervousness because I, I feel like I have a lot of talented friends. And when I, when I could tell I'm getting genuine, genuine compliments mm-hmm. from them, you know, I'm like, damn, you really think I'm a, I'm a good songwriter? You know, even though like, I know I can't play guitar like you. But like, right, exactly. So it's cool, man. Well, there's always some, you, and this is what I've learned over the time, like a musician always brings something to the table. Mm. And usually it's the guy that can thrash can't write words or the guy that can, you know, keep a steady beat can't do this or that you know whatever yeah, so there's totally. always there's always something to bring to the table absolutely yeah yeah um i noticed the song you played had a volume was it volume two did you say something like that earlier the title oh oh the because you had a record called volume one you had a, the house where dreams go to die volume one incantations incantations and adorations <laughs> so you could tell a thing for long pretentious i was cu- well i was curious <laughs> like, when you told the title of the newer song i was like oh that's his like, thing oh yeah no no so um i'll like i'll get you know my little insider baseball here <laughs> okay like, but uh that was that in itself was a joke because i knew i was never gonna write a part two that was a concept album okay and that was just a joke it made me laugh because i was like i never read to, to call it volume one yeah. and no there was no volume two yeah. coming. yeah 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 i uh, like that i'm a fan of that too but the reason i call this on the curse too the bite is uh there was a uh a horror movie in the 80s called the curse with okay. will wheaton and it was based on the color out of space by lovecraft 
Uh, it had a few sequels, though the sequels weren't official. They were just repackaged horror films. Sure, sure. So there was an Italian horror film called The Bite okay. about this dude that gets bit by a snake and his arm turns into a snake. And uh, they just want to sell it in America, so they call it the cur- they put the curse two on it, The Bite. <laughs> and the bridge, the part about uh, uh, get home and uh, I can't remember the lyric, but the lyric about dreaming of snakes. Uh, my uh, my other roommate Wilton he. He told me uh, um, a story about how it was like when his mom gets anxiety, she seems to always dream about snakes. That was something she told him one time. Like that's how she knows she's like something bad's about to happen. Oh, she has snakes, anxiety so about the, something. The she has like a dream. Like, she always has a snake dream, and I just thought that was interesting. And I threw it in a song I was writing, and then that in turn made me think of this stupid old horror movie I hadn't seen since I was a kid. Right. And I was like, I'll just call it that. I'm a big fan of that kind of stream of yeah. whatever's thrown at me. Yeah. I'm gonna use it. So yeah, 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 and I like titles to be uh, to not not appear in the song, but okay. still have something. You know, it it fits the lyric in there, but then there's a little trivia of like, oh, it's this weird old Italian horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, I think we're pretty close here. You want to play us another song? Uh yeah. Let me All think. Right. I only planned two because that one was kind of long. What should I play here? Let me see. I think I'll do. I think we've almost made a podcast. I think we have. <laughs> I'll do one uh, since I played. I practiced this a lot, and I played it on your open mic. Oh yes. Oh, uh, th- I have to say night. thank you. I have to say thank you for playing my open mic. Yeah, uh, thank the you. Instagram Sunday night open mic. My experiment in <laughs> see how I can keep myself busy while I'm stuck in a house. It's very cool, man. Uh, thank you for doing that. I thank yeah. you for joining us. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, this is called the Baptism Rose. The petals of a baptism rose withered and fell upon your floor. Spent your whole life living out of tune, never considering that beauty might bloom. I don't want to smell your blonde hair. I don't ever want to taste your tan skin. Because I know that if I fall back into that world of sin, there's no resurrection, no coming back, no rising like a phoenix from the ash. There were chair hands and there were mantras We took a chance, we only ended up monsters So let me know just what you want of me So let me know, could we cure ignominy? So let me know, are you bored with monogamy? So let me know just what we could ever be Besides the wretched, besides the weak Besides the wicked, besides the meek I don't want to fall Because I know that I will never catch myself I don't want to watch you fall Because I know you'll slam into the gates of hell So let me know just what you want of me So let me know, could we cure ignominy? So let me know, are you bored with monogamy? So let me know just what we could ever be Besides the wretched, besides the weak 
besides the wicked, besides the meek. The, the Midnight Disease, Brendan K. Jones. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Have you seen um, The Midnight Gospel, the cartoon show? I have. I just it's, finished it. You like it. it? I love it. I'm a big fan of Duncan Trussell. I'm a big fan, too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That song was great. I love your words, and I like, uh, I like what you do. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I guess that's it. Let's say that's it. All right. That's okay, it. Okay. Thanks. <laughs>